Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back, guys. I am uh, mostly on the bend now. As you can hear, my voice is not as sexy as last time, but still very sexy. Am I right, Nikki? The sexiest voice uh, on this podcast, for sure. Uh, it'll probably be the third sexiest on this podcast, because tonight we have Jacob Epley with us. Jacob, how are you? Hey, what's going on? Glad to be had. Glad See? to be heard. <laughs> Welcome. Just like that. So, uh, you know, Jacob, we had uh, the king of smack talk on here a couple of weeks ago, uh, Chandler, and he, he had a lot to say about oh, you. We're going to have to talk about that tonight. <laughs> he wouldn't be what I would probably deem the king of smack talk. He only does it if he feels comfortable. If he feels uncomfortable, doesn't know you, he doesn't smack talk at all. <laughs> Damn it. We were trying so hard to make him uncomfortable. It just didn't work. I guess. Darn. <laughs> he's, he's, he, he's terrible at smack talk. <laughs> that's all right uh, the only thing i had to go back to is how small his calves were it's all i could do it's the only the only thing I could everything like, else, he's just he's gonna player. hear this and be really offended that we're still even talking about it i mean you could go off on chandler and make fun of his terrible front rack positioning that has never improved over years we talked a little bit um, about that mm-hmm. yeah uh i remember the first day he came and worked out with me we did wall balls, right? And wall balls are 20 pounds for males. You know, back in the day when he showed up, not many males did 30 pound wall balls. And I remember his front rack was so bad, it affected his ability to do wall balls. He had the wall ball, for those who can't see, he had the wall ball like off his chest on like a foot because he couldn't bring it close to his body, you know? And so I made fun of him ever since. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> and the cycle continues. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Yeah. I have a long-standing rule. You're allowed to make fun of champions. And now that he's won a sanctional, we're allowed to make fun of him. So totally, totally. <laughs> um, well, I actually would love to start even just chatting about that, your relationship with Chandler and the little crew you've built for people who don't know. Jacob's a super accomplished CrossFit at games athlete back in the regionals days. You were uh, one of my personal favorites to watch. And now in the sanctional circuit, you've been crushing life as well. Um, but you have your hand in sort of a lot of different pockets in the CrossFit world these days from you know, being a, a YouTube star to having this awesome connection with other people that you train with and sort of been spilling over in the OCR world lately. So I want to get to all that but I mean we already started talking about Chandler and it seems like you've got an awesome group of people around you so just tell me a little bit about how you've been able to evolve your training given the new type of season and the folks that you've been training with and that you know your your little inner circle there in the Midwest yeah so uh at one point um for those who followed me for a while at one point I trained with four guys I'm sorry three other guys at the same time uh one of them was Zach Carcetti, who went to the games, CrossFit Games, two years in a row. Um, mm-hmm. He's since moved on, went back to school for PT. So he lives down in Florida. Another gentleman left, uh, Colton, and actually owns a CrossFit gym. And then one guy still is currently training with me. That's Andrew Keekler. He's been to a couple sanctionals, regionals for years. Um, just never been to the games. Um, but yeah, on top of the guys that I directly surround myself with, I also, I mean, that's the beauty of our sport, right? Is like the community it creates. If there's one word... I can use to describe this sport. Like if you were like, you can got one word and only four syllables, I would choose community. <laughs> community. I actually got it right. So yeah, four syllables job. for community. And it, it's a good definition of, of our sport in its entirety. Like I've, you meet so many people, right? It's different than an intramural sport where you compete with people and you don't really hang out with them. But this sport, we draw on each other for help. Like, so 
You mentioned Chandler. So back in, man, I don't even know what year it was. He probably knows. And he's going to make me feel bad as a friend. But back <laughs> when he showed up to train with me, I think it was like 2016. Um, wow. That's like ancient said, hey, in CrossFit times. Uh, yeah. OG. OG. And so he hit me up in 2016 and he's like, hey, I want to come train. I didn't know who this guy was. I had no idea. Um, but the guy who owned my gym had wrestled back in the day and he knew who Chandler was through wrestling. And he's like, Hey, he's like, I was like, who's this Chandler Smith guy? And he's like, dude, you have to have him. You're going to love him. He's like one of the best guys. He's a great wrestler. I think he just got in the CrossFit. I said, okay, I'll give him a chance. He showed up and honestly, like I'm preaching to the choir here, but fell in love with the guy because he just humble, very kind, very, you know, very well-spoken my best definition for the guy. And I've said to this, I've said this to him a few times. And he always gets embarrassed is you know, if you're a husband or a father and you have a, like a, a girl, like you have a, a daughter, he's the kind of guy you want your daughter to end up with. He's just a super great guy. So for those of you Aww. looking to give your daughter away in prearranged marriage, Chandler Smith, I'll give Ooh. you his Instagram. <laughs> I wonder if we can, can we take like royalties off of setting that up maybe? Or if he goes on The Bachelor, that'd be awesome. Oh, that'd be awesome too. He would be the most awkward candidate on reality TV dating that I've ever seen. <laughs> You know, Nikki, awesome. Nikki, we should send this recommendation to the father of the girl who stood him up at prom. I know. <laughs> I feel like he's he PTSD from that. Actually, oh, I think, no, she, she didn't stand him up. Technically, she just told him no. Is that right? Am I remembering well, that I think right? His mom forced him to call her to ask her and she said no. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a great oh. it's a good story. Go back and listen to our episode with Chandler if you haven't heard it, um, everyone, because he tells me. Oh, she's regretting life now. Of what I he's know. turned into, she's totally regretting life. <laughs> um, have you guys seen Anyways, this? Is, wait, wait, this is total left, left hand turn, but have you guys watched Love is Blind on Netflix yet? Oh, yeah, that's right up my alley, Nikki. No. <laughs> Hold on. Of course no. not. Right now. Right now we're busy watching all the This Is Us every night. So I get my good tears on and cries oh, on with yeah, my wife I can't. and watching I, This Is Us. No, everything in the world like that makes me cry hysterically. So I can't do it. But anyway, it's a terrible, it's awful. I don't watch <laughs> reality TV. Like I never have. I'm not The Bachelor. Like, none of that shit is up my alley. But for some reason, my husband and I got super hooked on this show where they like, they have to fall in love and propose to each other, but they talk through a wall. Like they never look at each other and then they yeah, like have to get married four weeks great later. TV. I think we should put him on that show because then people will fall and, and in love with his like, heart <laughs> and not his and giant like barrel chest. So yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> because of that TV show. <laughs> I think Jacob's the YouTube star. Maybe, maybe you should put together like a CrossFit bachelor show. Oh my God. It'd be, ama- it'd be amazing. So amazing. Oh, so actually, but funny story. So there was an app. If you were at the CrossFit Games this year, there was a company there. There was an app. It's called What About a Date. Yeah, yes, I sponsored them. We know them. it well. I sponsored them. Yeah. It was yeah. Great. yeah. Okay. So it's just a funny story. Nothing against the company. This is a funny story. So they hit me up about a year ago, a little over a year, a little less than a year ago. It was right before the games. They hit me up like, hey, we want to work with you. Can we sponsor you as an athlete? Can you post about us? I was like, guys, uh, I hate to break to you, but I'm married. Like, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to post about it, an app dating company for CrossFitters. Right. They're like, oh, we just, we understand that, but we really want to work with you and have you talk about our product. And I was like, guys, it's not going to work. Yeah, it's just and not I for said, me. You know what? I'll do you one better. I said, I'll do you one better. I was like, I'm married and taken, but I tell you who isn't married and taken in my household. And they go, who? I said, my dog. That's I right. said, my dog will post about your, your app. And so, they, so, anyways, I think Winston posted about his app. I kept telling Kelly to make a funny joke about, 
you know, looking for female dogs and using a different word for it, but she wasn't Ooh. down for that on Instagram. So wow, wow. <laughs> anyway, I totally would have followed that. I would have liked that post. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, it's just pretty funny. Oh my God. All right. Sorry. I totally took us off course with the love is blind. Chandler should be on that show. You should make a, a dating show. I'll host it with you moving on from that completely. <laughs> so, um, so you, you do now you have this sort of great reputation for, uh, not only training in the intense way that you train with all the volume and all the movements and all the things, but now also with this great group of people. And, and I know that, you know, whenever anyone wants to train with you, you sort of invite them into your life and into your home with open arms, which is really cool. Lately, not only have you been with the regulars that have been around you and the Chandlers and all those guys, you know, you spent a lot of time with Hunter and sort of him spilling over yes. in that OCR world. What's going on with that? Has he been on the show yet? We haven't had him yet. No, we not need yet. Him. Uh, not, not yet. Have you guys, have you, have you guys actually sat down and talked to him? You might I actually have. Disposo- you no, have, no, I yeah. have. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. I love him. Yeah. He's great. Yeah. Oh, Oh, the best. Like he puts off a persona of being super douchey. Um, <laughs> I think he does it just, just like to, just to mess sport. with people. Oh yeah. Like he's <laughs> fun. The first time I met him, I was like, this is the greatest dude I've ever met. Yeah. I just fell in love hang- out with hanging out with him. I will say this to make sure I don't get the same compliment to the same guy. I would probably not give my daughter off to Hunter though. This is probably I would, smart. I would, a, <laughs> I would give it to Chandler, but probably not Hunter. But he's I love him today. He's such a good dude. But yeah, so I think um what we've been doing over the past couple of years is uh doing a lot of cross collaboration between sports and fitness with different sports because I think a lot of people get so caught up in CrossFit that they think they're only their fitness can be used between the four walls of their box, right? They think, Oh, I can only get fit. I can only work on my fitness. I can only showcase my fitness in these four walls of my CrossFit box. And that's so not true for a lot of people, but they don't have any other avenues outside their gym. And there's a lot of other sports out there that take you outside the gym, you know, whether that's a Spartan race, tough mudder went under, but Spartan race bottom back, you know, they have this high rocks thing. They've got decadent. They got stupid amounts of these little things all over the place. And so it's kind of what we've been trying to do is kind of connect that up. You know, um, I went and did a bunch of tough mutters with Hunter years ago. And then he came, did the CrossFit games with me and did awful. But <laughs> <And then laughs> gave it I a really fighting this- valiant try. Oh, like, oh, really, yeah, like, I, giant, for sure. To be fair, I was actually, and I told him to his face, I was very proud of him for the, the great oh, yeah. showing that he put up because he did, he did, he did do really well. And in fairness to him, like, most people got cut <laughs> right around when he did yeah. too. So like, meh. I mean, honestly, like he would have been, he's the best obstacle course racing athlete that could have gone to the games. You'd have totally. anyone else and they probably couldn't have deadlift the 185. Right. So he was the best choice for the situation. Agreed. But you know, then from there we went on and did Spartan, Spartan beast at Tahoe. He brought me up to freaking Tahoe and had me run 13 miles at a 9,000 feet. I died. Chandler and I both just fell apart and died. Good and Sean Sweeney along with us. But um, yeah, so that's kind of what we do, kind of cross-collaborating between sports and fitness to kind of showcase people that your fitness isn't determined by how many friends you can do on a Saturday. Your fitness right. is determined by, get outside the box. Like what people don't realize is the hierarchy pyramid that CrossFit talks about, the top of the pyramid is sport. It is get outside the gym and try different things. It's not about how fast you can do friend. It's getting outside and using your fitness. And people don't do that. And that's what these sports allow you to do. So that's why I enjoy going out there and getting my teeth kicked in and having to run way too much. So 
It's just cool to me that you have found all of these different avenues to not only use your fitness, but also express your fitness or your sort of, I'm doing air quotes, like your brand within the fitness space, so to speak, because I feel like, I mean, we have a lot of love for the sport and I don't think CrossFit is going anywhere anytime soon. That being said, a lot of times athletes like, you know, people in your position can really be pigeonholed into these are the events I go to. I have to win. I have to go to games. I only get sponsors if I can go to games. I can only have a career if I have sponsors behind me. And like, you know, we talk basically to every elite athlete about how are you going to put food on the table when it's such a stressful, like, you know, pressure driven career and situation driven career. I feel like, especially in the last two to three years, you have done such a great job breaking out of that mold and figuring out ways to elevate yourself, elevate your fitness and elevate your brand by doing all these other things, doing the OCR stuff, having your YouTube channel, like making Winston a thing in and of himself. I mean, how did you manage to get to where you are now? And what are your plans to expand that even more? Yeah. So you come with like a couple different huge topics. So number one, the topic I'll go over is the idea that you're right. We actually talked about this past weekend at High Rocks. Um, Someone had brought it up to me and they're like, hey, what is it going to take to get other CrossFit Games athletes out here of your level? And I said, you're honestly probably not going to get any. I was like, Mm -hmm. there's not many athletes in our sport that are willing to leave our sport and try different things. You know, that could be for various reasons. That could be, number one, you might be scared of getting injured. Absolutely. You know, running up 13 miles on a mountain, that's a totally good, fine fear. Like, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um. And then sometimes a lot of people don't want to leave their sport and do other sports because there's honestly some pride behind it. Like I am completely fine going to a competition, trash talking Hunter about it, still going there and getting straight demolished and just being like, you know, I had a good time. I had fun. I brought awareness to the sport, regardless if I got first or last, like when we get to the Spartan beast up in Tahoe and ran 13 miles. I was terrible. I'm not doing 13 miles, not even, let alone at 7,000 feet. And then we got done at the end of it, and four hours later, after running 13 miles, my knees were exploded. We did like a CrossFit competition, which had more running in it. Go figure. Yikes. And I think I got dead last. Like Chandler and I did awful at it, but we had a good time. And the point is like, it's important for athletes in our sport to not let pride get in the way. And I think there's a lot of, um, there's actually a lot of benefit in going to different sports that athletes don't think about. A lot of athletes in our CrossFit space think, okay, well, I need to get followers and I need to have a following. And I need to create a brand in this sport. And that's all fine and dandy. You know, that's, that's great for getting sponsors. But at some point you're going to be saturated in your sport. Like you're mm-hmm. okay. Not, so, only so many people in this sport are going to follow me. But if you branch out and try different things, go to a tough runner, go to a Spartan race, you know, I don't know, go start a YouTube channel, go join a bowling league, whatever the case may be. You might be able to bring in people from different sports to enhance that brand and showcase that it's not only about one sport. It's about a lot of different things. It's about things you- in general. Do you think that there was a turning point for you? Because early on in your career, I'm sure you thought I'm all in on this. I need as many, you know, big names in CrossFit, big brands in CrossFit to sponsor me or else I fall by the wayside. Like what's the turning point where you're like, oh shit, I can really branch out from this. Yeah. I think the turning point is the two years I didn't go to the games. Um, your number one was because I had, uh, I had bursitis in my knee. I couldn't squat and 17 point one or two I couldn't do because of it. So I was out, I was out for the mm-hmm. open. And that was before St. Shell, so I had no other options. Right. So that was year one. Then year two came around and 
CrossFit HQ decided to put, for lack of better terms, probably not great standard in for handstand pushups. And so, you know, your one, I was frustrated. Your two, I was straight furious. But I decided, okay, I've got all this fitness in this basket. I'm so fit right now. I got to go do something. And that's actually when Hunter showed up at my house and was like, hey, dude, like you don't have a whole lot going on. I know you can't compete at the game and that sucks. You can't go to regionals and that sucks. He goes, but why don't you come try this thing called Tough Mudder X? And Tough Mudder X was like a one mile run. It had obstacles in it and it had CrossFit. So for me, I could run decently. I could do CrossFit well. I was not good at obstacles. For me, it was a learning process and I thoroughly enjoyed it. I went out to, did their finals, took second behind Hunter, won probably better money there than I would have went at the CrossFit games that year. And had a blast and enjoyed myself and realized, you know what, there's more to fitness than measuring myself, like I mentioned, in this four walls of my CrossFit box. There's, there's life outside the box. How much of a change of heart like, did you really have to take and internalize to, to take those two years of not going to games and make it, you know, like uh, from, from heartbreaking sure. to lots of opportunity? Yeah. I mean, I feel like that, that had to have been a difficult mental and emotional journey. Oh yeah, it was it was pretty hard. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that. Oh, I was so happy. I was okay with it. Right, right, right. It was fun. <laughs> I was over it for the day. Like no, I was. I think uh, you know a lot of good people need stress relievers uh, when they go through certain things like that. And for me, I was like, well, you know, when I didn't make it the second year in a row, because the first year is out of my control. My right. knee swelled up. What are you going to do? You can't Injured. do anything about it. Right. Yeah. It happens in athletes. Um, but the second year, I mean, the second year was out of my control too. I, I had a, a situation. I could make two choices. I had choice. Number one was submit a score that I, I thought was an honest reflection. And option number two was cheat the workout. Who cares about the line on the wall, submit it and just see what happens. And I decided to go with the former, the first one. And uh, obviously I made that conscious decision. Um, you know, some people will say, well, you seem kind of like a Joan of Arc and you, you, you martyred yourself. Well, I think some things in life you have to martyr yourself for. And if it's going to be for integrity and honesty, it's worth it in that case. Yeah. So after I made that conscious decision that I wasn't going to go forward with it, you know, I think I spent a lot of time going, you know, thank God for Hunter being there and pulling me into a sport I could compete at. Totally. Um, it was actually right before the game. So it's actually perfect. It took my mind off of it. And then for me, it was get outside the house, do some random things and go shoot some guns, go just essentially do stuff in Kansas so you can get done. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that was kind of it. It was hard. I'm not going to lie. Um, and, but we kind of moved forward from that. So, yeah. How did that lead to the creation of the YouTube and the Jacob of all trades? And that feels like a really yeah. great evolution of, of branching out from just the four yeah. walls of the box. I think, um, a lot of people in our sport, uh, athletes that don't necessarily think, and and this is not just a slam on people. This is a, I think you should start thinking about it. Mm -hmm. Um, who don't think about the future after the sport. Um, Hmm. technically right now I could be one injury away from being done with my sport for completely. I could break my back tomorrow and I can't get through the rest of my life. Now, granted, I am blessed to have a lot of sponsors who probably still work with me, um, going forward because I have a brand now behind me, but a lot of guys don't think about the future after the sport. And so I got thinking about that, you know, a couple of years ago and I thought to myself, you know, I want to, when you're done with the sport, when you're done competing, you want to stay in the sport. You want to stay invested in the sport and have a place in the sport because that allows you to still speak to people's lives, still give you a platform and still keep sponsors. Um, one person who has obviously done it very, very well uh, is Jason Felipe. He's totally. done competing in the sport full time, but he, man, he's brand himself. Like he is the, you want to brand yourself chasing Khalifa's the goal line. See if mm-hmm. you can get close to that and measure up to that. He's done a very good job. 
Now I don't own a CrossFit gym and I don't, I don't have that passion um, to serve people that well in that aspect. So I'm not going to go out and create, um, you know, own three gyms like NC fit and do what Jason did. But I decided, you know what, there are other options out there. So how do you stay involved in a sport after done competing? Um, and that is showcasing your live now and creating a platform on YouTube that I can showcase my life now, but that changes as I go through the sport, whether I'm retiring or getting done and going forward, I can still showcase sponsors that way. So uh, a couple of years ago, Dre Strom, somebody from Mayhem got a hold of me and was like, hey, you should consider doing a YouTube channel. And I was like, yeah, right. I don't even know what that is. Isn't YouTube where you go like search up how to fix a sink? I was like, what's on YouTube that's even worthwhile? And he said this a few times to me. And finally, I had a couple of people who told me that randomly. You know, like, you know, you live a pretty raw life. You like to show people the rawness of life and you show failure and success. Yeah. But like, you should consider doing it. After like the fourth person, I was like, fine, I'll look into YouTube and see what it's about. God, and so I bought right. the cheapest camera possible. Yeah, <laughs> I got the cheapest camera possible and tried it and honestly fell in love with it. I mean, for me, um, from my perspective, you know, when we're kids, we have, when I was a kid at least, I was very creative. Um, I was actually homeschooled for a majority of my life leading up to high school. So yeah, I'm the prototypical nerdy homeschool kid. Who <laughs> can't talk to That's me. amazing. And, uh, <laughs> and so I had a lot of creativity, you know, I had a lot of free time because it was just, my mom was my teacher. My sister was my, my classmate. And so when I get to school at noon, I got a lot of time on my hands to do whatever I want and get whittling sticks and shooting BB guns and things, whatever, you know, I did as a kid. And so exactly how I picture your entire childhood (laughs) (laughs) whittling sticks and getting kicked out of the house at noon and don't come back until dinner time. And, uh, I think, um, Personally, like this day and age, I can't tell half the stories from my childhood, not because they're bad, not because they're R-rated, just because a lot of people would be like, have a different thought of who Jacob is. They'd be like, whoa, whoa, we don't <laughs> like him now because, you know, what he did as a kid, it's like, oh, BB guns. So now anyways, I want um, to know every story. Yeah, every <laughs> single detail. We'll have a beer at the games off camera. Fantastic. Um, I'll take notes. But we have, you know, you have a lot of creativity as a kid, but when you go to high school, you go to college, you go to a work, you sit at a desk job, you kind of lose that output for you. You don't have that creative outlet for you anymore. And uh, for me, that's what YouTube has given me. It's given me the ability to tell a story, review something, show a workout, show the world what it's like to be a CrossFit Games athlete from a raw, unfiltered outlook. Because, I mean, we all love Matt Frazier. Matt Frazier is awesome. But, like, he doesn't showcase his life very well, and a lot of other CrossFit Games athletes don't do it either. Cole Sager, Noah, they do it great, and it's fun to follow along. But a lot yeah. of guys don't, and so when people look at you, they think, "Oh, well, you're like you're like a god. Like you must work out all the time." And they don't show their failures and successes with people, and so that's what it's given me the ability to do. At the end of the day, too, like it, I don't know. There, there's something to be said about being really authentic, I think, in today's day and age, especially when, like you said, I mean, everything's so polished. And, you know, I'm, I'm speaking even from like a broadcast perspective, like we're trying to put on the greatest, most polished show possible. Sure. Um, and, and that's important to, I don't know, showing people something that looks put together and looks professional. And we're all in this. And we're making yeah. this sport. We're making a professional thing. And we live in a social, social world. And I'm sort of rambling because I'm like, I just don't understand why we can't be real about that kind of stuff nowadays. And even like you said, the way you handled, you know, not making it to games after the handstand push-up situation, like that was a very raw, real and emotional time. And you've always been so authentic. So I feel like part of your success in that space is allowing us to see, like you said, who you really are, your successes and failures. And that's, that's unique in not only in the space, but in, in, you know, 
social media lives these days in general. And and piggybacking on that, Nicole, I think this year, even, you know, when they brought the standard back and then, you know, I don't want to say you thumbed your nose at Dave, (laughs) but you're like, all right, screw it. I'm going to do it on my fist because it doesn't say I can't and just see what happens. Like, I think everyone really respected the, the gusto of just saying, all right, it doesn't say I can't, so I'm going to do it and make them make a choice. You know, I think think the CrossFit community got fired up about that. It was really cool. Yeah. I remember when it came up, I think I was driving home and I looked, I was talking to someone, I was talking to someone on the phone. I said, Hey, the workout just got announced 80.3. Can you, what is it? And they said, Oh, it's um, a repeat from 18.4, whatever that was. I said, okay. I said, what's the handstand pushup standard? They said, Oh, it's um, the same as that year. And I remember I just started, I was so mad. I was so ticked. And then I came home, my wife talked about it and then we kind of figured, you know, the only option is to, you know, do like we've been practicing on your fists and just see what happens. And then we checked the rules. And I mean, honestly, I'm doing handstand pushes from a deficit. It's not like I made it easier. I made no. it more difficult. Yeah. And when's the last time you put your fists on the ground? They're not fun to do. Yeah, no. But um, yeah, I think, I mean, like from this perspective, Nicole, like a, polished stuff is awesome. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But I think people remember the real stuff behind it. And yeah. so like, prime example, is in 2000 and oh man, what workout did I win? Where I, I we interviewed each other. It's my favorite CrossFit memory. 2015, yeah, but 2016. But that's the point. Is you were young. You probably didn't know the rule of don't give your microphone to the person who's grabbing you it. You took it was, it was the real. microphone. It was raw. I did yeah. not give it to you. You <laughs> took it from me, and I got in so much trouble with Sean Woodland. That's but that that's the point is like people don't remember the polished moments. They don't remember if you got an athlete up there and were like, "Let's talk about this," and they were like, "Yeah, I've been practicing really hard." Blah, blah, yeah. blah. No one cares. Of course, you've been practicing hard. People remember the moments where they're like, "Well, that wasn't supposed to happen." Totally, like, that was pretty real, raw, and unfiltered. Totally, <laughs> so that was Sean Woodland uh, to shove it. One hundred percent. I think we talked about this because John and I did an episode once where we like talked about like our favorite moments with athletes. I think I talked about my favorite moments on the floor. One hundred percent. My favorite CrossFit moment yeah. of all times at the games on the floor and in interviews, whatever was when I was when you stole. I think is the word I'm looking for. Oh, I, stole the microphone from it. me. I just straight took it. I think I think I remember saying like, "How do you think I did?" And you were and like, I, was like, "I think you did great." I think you're so good. I think you're so good. Give me please have my microphone back. My second favorite, my second favorite quote was, I think it was also from that year. Was that the same year as, remember the, um, super ridiculously heavy kettlebell deadlifts in like the, oh, final yeah, the Death event? Stars? It was the same year. That was the yeah. year that you called them Death yeah. Stars. And forever yeah, people were like, oh my stuck. God. Yeah. People, it's, it's called completely. <laughs> people still say that shit to me. Like, are you going to pick up the Death Star kettlebell? Were you? Were you there the year 2016 at the Central Regionals? I had won a workout, the second to last workout, mm-hmm. and I think it was you. And yep. I said, you were like, oh, you pretty much have it in the bag. You're going to win the event. And I was like, I don't remember how it brought up. It was somewhere we brought up, like, I want you to play my favorite song in the final event. And it was Taylor Swift, Today's a Fairy Tale," which is a great song. Don't get me wrong. Sure. And you guys played it during the final event, and I <laughs> blew up the final event, and I sucked so bad. <laughs> Shit, he didn't win. Oh, no, I didn't yeah, win. This win. <laughs> yeah, it was like pretty much like, Jacob just can't take last on this workout. He's fine. And then I took last. And I was like, okay, well, Scott Panchik wins the regional now. So, memories. So, Jacob, uh, Jacob, I have a question. So, you know, all, of all yeah. the people we've been talking about, you've, 
I hate to describe it this way, but you kind of are like a ragtag group of friends and it's an amazing group. You know, we're thinking of we're talking about Chandler and we're talking about Hunter. And then, you know, I've seen all the videos you've done with Craig and jazz. who I just, I love dearly. Like, how do you, yeah. how do you, how have you ended up with such just like a wildly diverse group of friends? Is that just how you're wired or it's just been luck at the draw for you? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, sometimes it, it might come down to luck at the draw. I mean, it was luck that Chandler hit me up to come train. Um, it was luck that, Craig Ritchie did a video on my hands to handstand pushup standard in 2018. Um, and I just happened to see it on YouTube. That was probably back when I was like trying to see what YouTube was. And I was like, there's a video about me and it's, you know, making fun of me or making fun of Brooke Wells or whatever it was. I don't remember what it was. And then I kind of think I hit him up on Instagram. And so all these things kind of just happened to the luck of the draw. But I think, you know, we tried to, my wife and I are, my wife's a very, has a very host hostess background. And so we love having people on our house and come stay with us. And I think that's what always draws people is people are always in my sport somehow. And they come here and they train, we eat a bunch of good food. We play a bunch of board games. We have a good time. And I think that's, it's probably very similar um, on a lower scale, but very similar to what I would believe Rich does in, in Cookville is he, he brings people in. And I think when they come to his community, they feel, they feel loved. They feel they come to this house and they're being loved on. They're being given food. They get to train. They may not feel loved during the middle of a workout, <laughs> but they have that concept that they feel appreciated, that they're, they're being poured into by somebody. And that's kind of the same thing that my wife and I enjoy doing is having people through our house and having fun. Let's go shoot some guns. Let's go, you know, let's go, I don't know, play with my dog. Let's go do some random stuff. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I have a ragtag group, a bunch of friends. I mean, we even had... Uh, Luke P is a good friend of mine from the bachelor show. Like he, he oh, came fun. out after the, his show last year and we just, we just have a ton of fun. I just like having people from all over come in and, and get to meet new people. Like I mentioned, it's the beauty of the sport is the community that it brings from, I'm good friends with an elite CrossFit. I mean, elite OCR athlete to one of the biggest YouTubers in our CrossFit space easily to a bachelorette star, like a bachelor star or whatever it is. So yeah, yeah. yeah I think it's just the ability to love on people. What's the like minimum level of fitness required for one of these trips? Because the braziers would love to come oh. out and play with dogs, shoot guns, and oh, what's the minimum? It? Let me see. Let me see if I can insult the lowest fitness person who's ever showed up at my it house be, for an extended it would be period us, of time. For the record, you might you might take it when you get here, but who showed up? Who would be the lowest that you would knock off being the lowest? Minimum level of fitness. It would probably train. Have, It'd probably be it'd probably be Craig from this last trip because he couldn't do anything because of his Aww. back. Like he was pretty much like he was he was sick and his back hurt. So he I was like, what do you want to do? He's like, I can do pull-ups. And I was like, okay, we're gonna do pull-ups today. So many pull-ups, <laughs> like all the pull-ups. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all the pull-ups. <laughs> yeah, I mean I, I mean I could I could guarantee that Craig is fitter than me, but there's no way he can outshoot me. Guaranteed. Oh guaranteed. Okay. No, yeah. I'm a Southern yeah, boy. He, I, I had I, to, uh, <laughs> go ahead. I was, I'm a Southern boy. I got my first gun when I was eight. Like I've been shooting a long time. <laughs> so I'll take Craig on any day of the week. <laughs> he actually, so I had to actually teach him. He came out the first time, like before the games two years ago. And I had, to, he had shot in a shotgun because, you know, shotguns exist for fox hunting over in London. That's like one weapon they can own with like a bunch of paperwork. Fox hunting in and London. So I had to teach yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so I had to walk him through. Said constantly. 
I had to walk him through everything, but he got good by the end of it. He was pretty decent. Jazz was a little scared, but after about 30 minutes, she became a little more comfortable and she was, she was fine and dandy. And then I let her blow some explosives up and she was fine. She what? So. When are we coming for this? When are you free? Yeah. I'm not yeah. doing any sanctions yeah, this month. All the time. Can we do this, please? Explosives? <laughs> up. God damn. In Kansas, you can own anything. Probably in Ohio, too, actually. Also. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like that in Maine where Matt is from, so he'll fit right in. Yeah, it's a free-for-all in Ohio. As a matter of fact, I, uh, a couple of years back, I went hunting with a buddy of mine out in uh, – upper northern part of the state and he's like hey we got to stop by the grocery store real quick i got some ammo i'm like what he's like yeah the grocery store so we go in and there's a gun shop in the grocery store and literally over the the meat counter or just like deer head after deer head after deer head after deer head <laughs> and we go in the back and sure as the world i mean there's like a hundred rifles and handguns and all the ammo you've ever seen in the world i'm like all right let's get some chips and some bullets and let's go this is great yeah damn yeah that's Ohio's the beauty a great of the nation we live in. Yeah. yeah, that's why I love the Midwest. It's the best. So you can't go wrong. Yeah, no, no, nobody even blinks at it. Mississippi's the same way. I mean, you, you literally could buy guns in church. It's it's ridiculous down there. Amazing. It's the best. Yeah. yeah, here in Rhode Island, you can't even buy liquor at the grocery store. You have to go to the packy. Oh, you can't get that in Mississippi. You can't what? you can't get alcohol, but you can absolutely get guns anyway. Oh, I yeah. mean, to each his own. At least you can't buy them in the same place. Hey, you know, just, oh, God. Just, just the way it works. How many guns right. do you own? Uh, I worked with, uh, so at one time, Smith & Wesson, I worked with Smith & Wesson along with Matt Frazier and Dave Castro, worked alongside of them. Um, and I just got a, I've got a man cave downstairs with a table full. I think it's probably approaching like 20 or 30. It's a, Damn. it's a bit ridiculous. So, so you yeah, got to call it's, it's it. A you, lot. you, you better shot than Frazier. Oh man. Well, let's see back in 2017 or 2018, I didn't qualify the games and he was busy training for the games and I was busy just shooting a lot. 2018. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I was a better shot than him. <laughs> I feel like yeah, I would like day, to see I that. Think, uh, yeah. I think one day when we're all, older and retired from the sport we'll get together and we'll shoot and it'll be it'll be awesome we'll sit down have a beer talk about good old times talk about how many times i lost to him and then we'll shoot guns so sounds like a hell of a weekend i'm totally there for that sounds like a great weekend. <laughs> well, i i tried to do my part for you this weekend uh when i saw him at wadapalooza when i was there and i got sick on friday first day i got, I got down there i got sick and i just felt terrible and so i walked over to him and i got real close and i just licked him on the beard so i think you're good I think. <laughs> yeah, but you need to do that the day before the game starts. Seriously, yeah, no, not I'll see, now. I'll see what you I can do. do it in August. <laughs> I'm gonna get a little bottle full of coronavirus and start, you know, putting it in his face, making him smell it or whatever. <laughs> However, it's transferred, lick it or whatever. <laughs> it's probably freaking there already. The rate it's already uh, spreading that, across the world. Probably true. Yeah. Probably. Uh, so my question moving forward is, uh, we've seen, you know, <clears throat> such a big transformation in the season and we're sort of settling into the pattern of qualifiers and sanctionals. And last year you did a ton of qualifiers and, you know, showed us all on video, how you were <laughs> doing on the events this year, <laughs> this year, you're going to more of them or, or are more of them on your schedule? I mean, what does it look like for you between now and games? Yeah. So between now and games, there's a lot of stuff that is and isn't CrossFit. So, um, I'll be traveling out to Dubai in March um, for uh, like an obstacle course racing team event with Hunter and four other dudes. It's called the Gov Games. So we're going to go out there and compete in a big, it's like live stream. It's like huge. 
cool. Um, so we're doing the Gov Games in Dubai. Yep. And then in April, we've got nothing. And then May is Rogue. Um, the Rogue, we'll be doing the Rogue Invitational. Um, and then May, we're also planting hemp on our property. So that's going to be, we're going to be busy doing that. Whoa. And then, yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing, that's a separate project. We do a lot of projects in my house. And so we're planting hemp with the goal of planting it, growing it, harvesting it, giving it to pure spectrum CBD. And they're going to make specific CBD products that came from my property. So it'll be branded as Hetmer's Happy Hemp. And this came from his actual property. We're guaranteed we use Winston's poop as fertilizer. Amazing. Wow. If you need testers, you let us know. <laughs> uh, yeah, we will, we will. So we're doing, we're going to start planting in May. And then we're going to, we might do one other sanctional in June, maybe Granite Games. I'm not really sure yet what we're going to do. Cool. Um, and then, yeah, and the game's in the end of July. So then we'll be counting for games. Boom. It's awesome. Can you bring us both some hemp yeah. to the games? That'd yes, be please. awesome. Well, it won't be, it won't be ready to be harvested. I think you have to harvest it in September or October. So if you come out to my house in October, you know, I could use some, some, some manual labor and we'll be out there in the field cutting down, laying down hemp and just work it. I'm I'm a fellow Southern boy. I can make it happen. We I'm can, writing October yeah, trip Midwest. <laughs> right, I'm writing yeah, it down say, right now. <laughs> no open. Screw the open. We're gonna yeah. harvest some hemp. That's what we're gonna do. And put us to work. If we'll we'll uh, pay our way in hemp harvesting to be able to blow things yeah, up. Yeah. And, Drink beers with Winston. I'm gonna pull a Huck. I'm gonna pull a Huck Finn and make you guys pay me to come out and paint my <laughs> fence white. I'm gonna be like, you can come out and work for me, and it's fun, and I'll make you pay me to come work. Sounds great. So yeah, we got, we got a little bit coming up. We got a lot of planning. Yeah, we have a cool season coming up, so it's gonna be kind of fun. Kind of see. That's what, so cool. What How are you gonna balance all this? Yeah. How are you gonna balance all this like fitness with all this life stuff? Now, um, well, you can only do so much fitness in a day, um. And so <clears throat> I had a full-time job as a project manager for a web development company up until June of last year. Mm-hmm. And then I said, you know what? I've got so many opportunities in this sport. And I can't compete at this sport for the rest of my life. Like I'd like to pursue and just kind of try my hands at a lot of things. And I think, um, like I've already spoken about, like I think a lot of people need to do that. We need yeah. to step outside the box and try some different things. And so um, didn't realize it till, till probably a couple months later that I have a really entrepreneurial mind, a mindset. And so um, just really kind of dive into a lot of different things. Um, so we're going to be doing this year. We're doing hemp, doing CrossFit. I run a company, Midwest Made, and then I'm in the process of uh, going through a lot of different app companies and choosing one to develop an app for the future season for CrossFit. Um, so there's a lot of different stuff we have on our plate, and then my wife does her own stuff. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's it just cool. Like you have an opportunity in this sport. Like this sport, like I've mentioned, has given me a platform an opportunity to showcase and as an athlete or an influencer, I hate the word influencer, but as as a person, you have an option of showcasing good stuff or showcasing bad stuff, you know, like stuff that it's not, it's derogatory and negative, I guess is what I'm saying. And I think you have an option to, we have an opportunity to positively impact a lot of people in the sport. Um, And I think you should be given every opportunity to do that. I think a lot of people think, Oh, you know, like I only have a thousand followers on Instagram. I only have 500, but you know what? Those 500 people or those a thousand people really follow you for some reason. And you have the option of positive, positively impacting them. Even if it's a thousand, it's still a thousand people, you know? And so I think we've be, all been given an opportunity to do something like that. And I just want to take advantage of it when I'm in the sport. And then, you know, when I'm done competing, I can still stay in the sport to some degree, but it, it just take the opportunity when you have it right now. 
positive yeah. impact as many people as you can. When you when you think of that, because that's a really um, amazing thought. Like, what do you want your legacy to be in the sport? Is that it? The just the positive impact that you've left, or or is there another stamp you want to leave behind? Yeah, that's actually a good question, and I, I think I answered that uh, back in twenty. 18, when they posted the handstand push-up standard and I couldn't meet the standard, uh, the first post I talked, the first post I put up that literally said, I can't do this. They said, you know, in the long run, I'd rather be known as a great man than a great athlete, because I think you have choices in this sport that we have to make. And, you know, in a sport like this, where you can get straight to the top tier of the sport by cheating your way through the open, which does happen, like it's very easy to do to get to the top of the sport. Now, will you get found out later? Absolutely. But I mean, we can easily get to the top of the sport by cheating. We have the option in this sport, unlike other sports. And so, but in the long run, like, you know, do I want to win the games? Absolutely. Do I want to do all these things in life and do well and be the first place? Absolutely. But in the long run, I think you need to make the decision that what do you want to be known for? And in the end, I'm an athlete. You know me as an athlete. But when I'm done, I'd rather be known as, man, Jacob was a great guy. He helped out a lot of people, made a lot of friends, bought in a bunch of random folks to his house and met a lot of people and had a lot of connections. But that for sure over the top of, oh, he was really good at Fran. Like, that's not something you want to leave a legacy behind. Like, who cares? I love that. I love that mentality. I think it's missing. <clears throat> like a lot of it is missing in, in our space. Our society isn't, isn't, isn't going uphill. So right. there's a lot of stuff that's missing in our society. In our sport <laughs> yeah. too. Well, I'm hoping to be known as a, a great women's RX athlete. It's like, does that count? That counts, right? Totally. John was a great guy. And he was great at, RX. <laughs> and he was great at RX and the women's RX. It was totally. awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so true. Yeah. Hey, you didn't have to. You didn't have to agree with me. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. No, that's, sorry. That's all right. So, anyways, yeah. You're, you're forgiven. You're totally forgiven. Well, uh, we appreciate you being on, Jacob. I think it's been a lot yeah. of fun for us tonight. Um, and we're, you know, once you get your hemp, hemp farm up and running, Nikki and I are coming out to pick some hemp. Do you pick hemp? So, I'm or do so you, ready. Is that the way you, it works? So pick. Cut it down. Yeah. You, I think it's a ch- you, the easiest way is to chainsaw it and lay them down and you throw them in a trailer and you drive them to the harvesting plant. So, I will 100% you know, you pay you if you let me use a chainsaw. Yeah, 100%. you had me a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> I'll just go and buy a bunch of chainsaws and I'll put it on Instagram and be like, hey guys, I'll put you up in my house. I'll feed you. Who wants to come work at my farm? And cut down? I probably have a hundred people show up. Can you not oh, post it? Way too many people. We're just coming. So. Don't post it. Tell us the date. <laughs> we're there. You should, uh, you should make it a sanctional. <laughs> yeah. We'll call it that. I'm just going to put down only accepting 20. Yeah, no, look, <laughs> here, here's the deal. If, if uh, Froning can have the Mayhem Classic, you can have the, the Hempner Sanctional. Hempner Happy Hemp Sanctional 2021. It's, it's literally one wad. Everybody gets a chainsaw. <laughs> you know, that's it. Bundling for time. You sign a waiver for sure. <laughs> you sign 15 waivers. You covered from every yeah, angle. So many waivers. <laughs> so many waivers. Last person standing wins. Wow. I think we just figured out the best new CrossFit sport ever. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Well, Jacob, uh, thanks for being on, man. We really appreciate it. It's been super fun tonight. We'll, uh, we'll absolutely have to do it again. And uh, best of luck on the future endeavors. We know you'll, uh, as everything else in your life, I'm sure you'll do fantastic. 
So yeah, um, we got a crazy couple weeks coming up in terms of sanctionals. Like we said last time, we're basically in that one a weekend, almost like every weekend coming up from now until games. Next up on the docket is the Australian CrossFit Championship, which starts on the 5th, goes until the 8th. But actually, at almost the exact same time, athletes will be traveling to Brazil for the Brazil CrossFit Championship, which starts on the 6th and also goes to the 8th. So next time we chat, I'll uh, pull up some athletes to watch at both of those. But yeah, keep that in mind too happening at the same time in Australia and Brazil. I don't even know the time difference. Set your clocks, look to Instagram for reminders. I don't even know how we're supposed to keep up from here on out, but it's, uh, it's going to be busy from, from now until games time. Can't wait. All right. Well, Nikki, thank you, Jacob. Thank you. And for everyone listening, we appreciate you being on and we will talk to you all soon.